Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm just a messenger, let me just pass on the rock Browning, uh, brunning, bruning, pronouncing ain't what he's doing What he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things And there's Dennis the Bennett, yeah The man is a menace, yeah Building a dynasty, some of the finest things Promise you, you won't regret it mm. Sly as a fox, cultured and pop Give him his props, here is a thought Here is a box, and you cannot compare them at all So don't even try, careful with the news But when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire, I mean dire Because anyone else is a huge mistake Whoa, fantasy round table Fantasy, fantasy round table Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown Baby, hey, fantasy round table Fantasy, fantasy round table Fantasy round table Come take a look at the crown, baby, go what is going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast. It is Wednesday, December 15th, and we are proud to be brought to you guys by the Pigskin Podcast Network. You can find them at pigskinpodnet on Twitter, or you can search the hashtag TPPN, which you can see right in the top corner of our stream here. We all tag that as we go live. Uh, we've got football, basketball, baseball, soccer, wrestling. They do it all. Uh, so make sure to search that hashtag. Yeah, I was trying to line that up perfectly. That's exactly what I was trying to do. It has been a long, long day for me. Uh, National Signing Day. Those of you who don't pay that close attention to college football, that's like the NFL draft day for NFL draft people, which is practically all of us NFL fans, right? So it's a, been a long, fun day for me with that. But we are here to talk some NFL football. Matt and myself are going to recap the Monday night football game between the Rams and the Cardinals. Matt will give his top 12 players as we kick off week one of the NFL. Uh, I'm sorry, the NFL, the fantasy football playoffs, his top 12 at each position. And then we will preview the Thursday night football game, which should be a very good game between the Chargers and the Chiefs. Matt, how are you doing on this wonderful Wednesday? 
Well, uh, not because of National Signing Day, but been a very long day here. Um, it started with a monster cold front um, that swept over that I've sort of been dreading. You know, early in the week, they were like, there'll be gusts up to 50. And then they're like, there'll be gusts up to 60. And then yesterday, I was like, there'll be gusts up to 75. Then they're like, oh, just kidding. It's going to be up to 80. And in reality, when it hit, um, we started getting high 90s to around 100, which was spectacular. And I'm, so I thought I was feeling a little cum- crummy because uh, I get anxious when we're having these kind of, I, you know, I don't know how to stop myself from worrying about like something blowing off my house or right whatever. But then my wife calls me early in the morning and she's like, hey, a bunch of people are out with a stomach bug here. And I, you know, my tummy's upset and I'm going back and they're sending me home. And I was like. Oh, so maybe it wasn't anxiety, and uh, no, it wasn't. All that uh, all that matters now is that you guys rest and relax, because Spider Man comes out in a couple of days, and we all know that that is all that really matters here. Uh, no, I, I, we didn't get quite that bad. In fact, we got the opposite of you guys on the weather thing. It was fifty something on Monday, sixty yesterday, is eighty five today. But our wind gusts were, I think it was 60 miles an hour. So it was uh, very uh, interesting for someone who puts about... Ooh, I was going to make a really bad joke there. Now I'm debating on if I should or not. Uh, someone, who, uh, someone who puts enough, hair, uh, enough uh, powder in his hair that he'd make Tony Montana jealous... It was weird going outside and seeing like having the wind blow all over the place. I made a joke with that someone today, and they're like, who's Tony Montana? I was like... Yeah. Oh, that's why, why I'm wearing we my my ironic, uh, you know, tis the season for fun Christmas shirts, and I got my McAllister's oh, yeah. home McAllister's home security. I actually and, have one uh, on as well. Winter Soldier building a snowman, Captain America. So I'm like, I like the people that are like, I don't know what that is. Why are you advertising it? I'm like, tell me you've never seen Home Alone without telling me you've never seen yeah. Home Alone. All right, so we've. Uh... We had a very interesting Monday night football game with the Rams upsetting the Cardinals here, 32-23. Matt, the Rams get a huge win, and Stafford looked great. What does this mean for the NFC West race? You know, I, I've thought for, you know, preseason and still most of the season that the Rams were going to end up winning the NFC West. They've really pushed their chips in kind of on 2021 with the moves to get OBJ and Vaughn Miller. They went through kind of a valley there. Um in a surprise earlier this season when Arizona came into LA, they were able to get the win. So I was curious how this was going to go, but you saw kind of a vintage Rams performance. They looked really good on offense, despite the fact they were missing some pieces on defense, they were able to do enough to disrupt the Cardinals. And I think it's a huge win. Now they're only a game apart in the division. They split their season series. So it's going to be really about how they close Arizona is still a good team, still has a good, decent chance to win the West. I I just I think the Rams are a little bit better, and I think in the end they're going to end up getting up there. Yeah, I believe I picked them to win their division. Um, but even if they don't, or even if they do, I, I think it's a good thing for the Rams. They seem to be peaking a little bit right now, which is good for them. And the Cardinals, obviously we got news today as well. I think Hopkins is going to be out at least this week. Now the rest of this regular season. 
Ooh, I did not see that part. I only saw part of the tweet, yeah. so that makes uh makes a little bit Brutal. more sense. Uh, yeah, that that is rough for any fantasy playoff teams. Uh, good for them. I mean, they're making the playoffs. I, I don't see any way they don't now at this point. So maybe that it's better for them to just kind of rest Hopkins and, and get themselves ready for the playoffs. It'll be the first time in quite a while that Arizona's made the playoffs. So, uh, but the Rams, they're looking good. Defense, I mean, OBJ's looked really good. He's catching everything, including COVID. Like everybody else in the NFL at the moment. I mean, my God. I know they said 75 already. Kind of makes you nervous going into this weekend. Who else yeah. is going to get popped out? It's been brutal. I'm lucky in the fact that, like, well, they said 75. Like, I'm pretty sure 50 of them are on the Cleveland Browns. So, I mean, really, it's just it's like, <laughs> oh, my God, it's so bad. It's so bad. I don't even know if they have anybody left. They're talking about, like, it's, I feel like it's half the coaching staff. They're like, yeah, our, you know, analyst, uh, scouting analyst is going to be calling plays for Kevin Stefanski because it's going to be. Well, oh, now Washington football team has 18 out with COVID. Yeah. Heineke got put on there. I mean, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. Uh, you know, the NFL's not. They've already come out, so they're not postponing any of those games. But we'll we'll talk more about that on Friday. I mean, the, the, the sidetrack yeah. joke. Uh, Connor shines again here for Arizona. How do we see the RB split now with Edmonds, who is coming back this week? Yeah, and hopefully he comes back. I thought he was coming back last week, so I'm gonna believe it when I see it at this point. You know, I don't know if you watched all the way to the end of that Monday night game, but it looked like on the penultimate play, Connor caught the ball, and it it looked very much like he got injured in some way. And when you see the replays, it looks like he's kind of barely hanging on. I think he, like the rest of the world, thought Kyler Murray was going to ground the ball and then have a time to gather themselves before the last play. And sort of I I was a little frustrated on the broadcast because you can see Connor hit the ground and is laying there and being attended to as they are not talking about that at all, just talking about what the win means to the Rams, not that we didn't want to celebrate for the Rams. They're saying now he has a little bit of an ankle injury, so that is going to bear watching, but they worked really well in tandem before. It seemed like Edmonds was kind of the lead guy. I feel like that's going to switch because Connor has played too well for too long to be a second to be kind of like just getting goal line snaps and, and just power running the ball. Cause he's done really well as a receiver for them too. Yeah. I don't know that it goes back to us. I feel like Edmonds was getting more of the share before he got hurt, but Connor was getting mm-hmm. all the red zone work. And that's why he, I mean, he's got 15 touchdowns on the season, which is just incredible. Uh, but I'm with you with how good he's looked. I do think they'll back off of him a little bit because that's kind of what hurt him in the past, though, too, right? Is he's got this huge workload. He ends up getting injured, and that's what's kind of bothered him. And he ended up getting injured at the end of that game. Now, I don't think it was anything serious. I haven't seen much outside of I know everybody's talking about. He ended up going into the tent at the end of the game. So hopefully he'll be fine. But I think that they will – I think it'll be more of like a 50-50 split. But where I think Connor's going to have the edge is I think they'll continue to use him down in the red zone. So he's going to get those touchdowns. And, but I, that's kind of what it was earlier in the season, too. So I think you can play both of them uh, going into this week. I'm almost positive they've, they've like come out and said Edmonds will play for sure this week. So I know you were kind of – Yeah, well, I was looking – so. I was just looking at their latest injury report, and they said he's still progressing well, but they they haven't removed him from the IR list, which this is where we were – Last week, everybody at this point in the week thought Chase Edmonds was playing. 
I was floored on Monday when they didn't take him off. So I, I mean, I think, I think he's coming back. So they've got um very interesting things coming forward for them again with Hopkins being out now for the rest of the regular season. Big blow. Yeah, that's. I mean, fortunately, they get Detroit this week. So even if Edmonds, you know, that may be a reason why they end up deciding to just if. If Chase Edmonds comes back, they may decide to let Connor take a week off because they can breathe it. I don't. Detroit tries really hard, and I've been impressed with some of their players. But if that Arizona team can't win, they have other problems. That's. I don't know. I feel like that's like a. a I know you don't mean it as like a veiled shot, but it's all. It's one of those things. Like when you're talking about something, it's like you know, look, they try really hard. Well, but I, I mean, they are trying really hard. They don't yeah. have – Detroit does not have the talent. Yeah. I think Dennis, yeah. our friend Dennis, would be the first to say they just – They've they got – They don't have the horses. They, yeah. I've been impressed with the effort they've put forth, even when they're severely outmanned. But I think Dennis Wright, DeAndre Swift, probably not coming Don't back. you Hopkins dare say that. No, no, we're not putting that out into the rethink tree report. I don't think he's coming back. I just put, took him out of my lineups again. I can't win week starting Kyle Juszczyk. I just can't. I need that. He's slipped back. Dude, it might be time to play waivers. I don't have anybody. It's a dynasty league. I had to get Kyle Juszczyk was all that was available. It was a Kyle Juszczyk and Amir Abdullah. That's who I had to play last week because Swift might was be out. Tra- so it's time to trade with somebody that's not in the uh, playoffs that has like a trade windows. So. It is okay. Closed. No one should have a trade deadline. You know, I we can save that for an off season thing, but I don't mind it. I kind of like it, just because I'm always where most of the dynasty leagues that we're in, this doesn't happen. But you always got that one owner that may or may not come back, and like, oh, so I should use it. In my home dynasty league this past year, uh, there was a guy who's in two of them that uh, that I run as commissioner. And he went all in to try and win last year, and he lost both of them. He got into the playoffs, but he lost in like the semifinals, and then he quit both leagues. And one of the teams that he left behind good teams for this year, but they're aging, and he has no draft picks for the foreseeable future. And a lot of people don't want to trade with the new owner because none of the like they're all aging players. Like it's a bunch of guys that you're not going to have on your roster very long. Like he went all in on. uh, Zeke and all these other players, and it's just like like nobody wants to make moves. And so now this dude doesn't have a pick until 2024. And so it's one of those things like, okay, well, I've got yeah. So that's what that's why. And it was because we got close into the deadline, and then he's like, Okay, well, I'm going all in. So I don't know. It's a good and bad. I see I see both sides of it. I kind of like not having or I like I kind of like having one just because it makes things, in my opinion, more interesting. Because you have to choose, you have to make that decision right before the deadline. And all of mine, it's week eleven. So it's like right before. Or I'm sorry, this year was week 12 because the playoffs didn't start till week 14. So it's like, hey, you got two weeks before the playoffs start. You got to decide what you want to do. But yeah, if you if you do have one, it sucks when you have guys like DeAndre Swift and because I also had J.K. Dobbins and I haven't had him all year. But it's just been one of those things where like all my running backs are. I got JT, baby. Maybe that's all I need to to make a run into the to the Nas to the championship. But you mentioned Swift. Possibly, I'm still holding out hope. Possibly not coming back. We'll see if he's actually rolled out. He may not be coming back. Why don't you give us your top 12 at each position for week 15? 
All right. Well, I'll start with quarterback. Uh, at number 12, I have Lamar Jackson. This isn't a dig at Lamar Jackson. I'm not convinced he's healthy. They keep saying he's going to go, but the Packers, not a incredible matchup. So I dropped him a little bit, um, you know, with an ankle injury, you would think that that would cut into maybe his ability as a rusher. Um, which which will hurt. Number 11, Jimmy Garoppolo. They're going to get up against Atlanta. Atlanta, I saw a stat, is number two in allowing points to quarterbacks, and they have not played a robust quarterback schedule. So um, a team that has red-hot George Kittle, Devo Samuel, and Brandon Ayuk, I'm playing their quarterback. 10 for me is Dak Prescott. I dropped him a little. Uh, they're playing the Giants. Not a terrible matchup. Number nine, Kirk Cousins. I saw what uh, Rodgers did to the Bears defense last week, um, and I think this is a, a must-win game. The Vikings, every time we want to count them out, crawl back into that uh, that window for the playoffs. Eight, I have Jalen Hurts, although this may be in flux because they said his ankle's still not better. I figured coming off of a bye, he would be a little better shape in Washington's defense. Uh, is obviously missing quite a few pieces. So that's becoming an attractive matchup. Number seven, Tom Brady. Six, Justin Herbert. Five, Patrick Mahomes. Our two quarterbacks uh, for the Thursday night game. I think that's going to be a good one. Number four, Matthew Stafford. Three, uh, Kyler Murray. Two, Aaron Rodgers uh, playing Baltimore's non-existent secondary. Um, I saw what he did to the Bears. Uh, Baltimore should be concerned. And uh, number one for me is Josh Allen. They're playing Carolina, kind of a must-win game for the Bills. At running back, number 12, Joe Mixon going against Denver, so I dropped him a little bit. Number 11, David Montgomery. Uh, Seems to be the only part of the offense that they're feeding, both with carries and dump-offs. 10, Aaron Jones. Seems to be getting the red zone and and touchdown work. Nine, Cordero Patterson, who's just been solid. Eight, Saquon Barkley. He usually plays pretty well against Dallas, and I think they're going to rely on him. Daniel Jones not looking to be back this week, and that passing game does not impress me. Uh, Number seven, Leonard Fournette. It's not an incredible matchup, but he's just so involved in all the phases. Same thing, number six, Alvin Kamara. It's not a great matchup against the Buccaneers, but he is – a huge part of their offense, and I think they'll throw to him as well. Number five, Nick Chubb. Um, the passing game for the Browns seems to all have got COVID. Number four, Austin Eckler, three, Najee Harris, two, Dalvin Cook, who looked incredible last week, and number one uh, in my heart, number one on all of our rosters, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, then going to wide receiver, um, I have Tyler Lockett at 12. They're playing the Rams, so I think it'll be a little up-tempo on Lockett seems to be the one that's doing better with Wilson than Metcalf, even though they've talked about trying to get Metcalf involved. It just seems like he's he's got eyes for Lockett when he's out there. Number 11, Jalen Waddell. He's been super solid. They're playing uh, the Jets, I believe, this week. Let me double check. Yes, they're playing the Jets. I knew there was a good reason I was all in on Miami. Uh, number 10, Jamar Chase. I think he's going to – I'm very curious to see. I, I would imagine he gets matched up with Patrick Sertan a lot, but um, two great rookie players. Number nine, Stephon Diggs. Number eight, Chris Godwin. Seven, C.D. Lamb. Six, Deontay Johnson. Five, Tyree Kill. Four, Keenan Allen, who is off the COVID list now. At least some positive COVID news this week. Number three, Justin Jefferson. Two, Devontae Adams. And number one, Cooper Cup. OBJ went on the COVID list. Uh, Van Jefferson's still there, but I think Cup's going to get fed even more uh, than he already does. Uh, Going to tight end. 
12, I have Pat Firemuth. 11, I went with Dalton Schultz. 10, Kyle Pitts. Uh, 9, Dawson Knox. 8, Dallas Goddard. 7, it looks like Darren Waller's coming back. I dropped him a little bit. Uh, I just don't totally believe in the Raiders, and I don't think this is going to be a particularly uh, great game uh, for them. But I guess I could be wrong. We'll see. Uh, then I have TJ Hawkinson at six, Mike Gusecki at five, Rob Gronkowski at four, Travis Kelsey I dropped to three. Um, he's still been good, but he has not been uh, super elite and super hot in every game, um, partly with the way that Kansas City's playing. Uh, number two, Mark Andrews, who's been rock solid. And number one, George Kittle. From my lips to my SFB team's ears. Yeah, congratulations to you. You're the only one out of all of us that made it. I missed by like 10 points. And it sucked because I started, uh, who was it? I started James Robinson and hoping that Urban Meyer was going to actually listen to Trevor Lawrence. That didn't work. Uh, And there was somebody else who didn't do much for me. And I ended up missing going into the next round by 10 points, which sucks. But hey, it's a lot better than only getting three wins, which was all I got last year. So it was uh, a much better year for me in Scott Fishbowl. Well, it's really, you know, so I have Josh Allen and George Kill, who are the big scorers. And I always remember about Aaron Jones. I have Swift on that team. So trust me, I wouldn't be sad if he plays. It just seems like they're tracking toward not letting him. I forgot that's a team where I have James Conner. Which has made a oh, huge yeah. difference. And even though some of the receivers I reached for didn't work out, I took Jalen Waddle and he's been super yeah. rock solid. And I, I believe I have Michael Pittman on there. So with those two guys somehow making the magic work. Well, Matt, we are here at week 15, the first round of the fantasy playoffs for most. And if you didn't make it, or if your team has been struck down with COVID like the Cleveland Browns or the, and the Washington football team, what's another way that you can play fantasy football this week and make some money? Well, football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Sports Fantasy Contest. And DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wage required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, on to the Thursday night football game again between the Chargers and the Chiefs. Should be a very good game. On the Chiefs side, we've got Chris Jones, Willie Gay, and Legereus Sneed who are out. Yeah. The Chiefs, I mean, can they keep it going? This is This is a... Big game for them. So just to put this in perspective a little bit, they are one game up of the Chargers, and the Chargers beat them earlier this year in Arrowhead. So, I mean, they have that 
that home win. And on top of that, I believe because the Patriots beat the Chargers, that right now, if the Chiefs were to lose, the Patriots would like almost be a virtual lock in for the number one seed and the bye, unless they completely just shit the bed. Because they would have to lose two, I think two or three of their last couple games to be able for the Chargers to jump them because the Patriots yeah. have the head-to-head. So imagine a world where Tom Brady is not with the Patriots and they have mac and cheese and he's going to take them to a first round bye. it's insane well, but jonathan taylor's going to beat him this week and uh oh, allen's going to beat him next week so that's going to be a couple i don't know so much about that but definitely ta- i i'm all aboard if we can just push into existence another like 50 point game from jonathan taylor as i need him in the worst way in some of these leagues so yeah, it's unfortunate. Like, uh, I think it was all COVID is gone through the Chiefs defense. And one of the things that's, uh, it was, I believe that was part of the reason why all those guys were out. And that's a real blow because it's been the defensive resurgence, I think, for Kansas City that has really powered this turnaround because they were three and four at one point in time. Now they're nine and four. They've been on a pretty good roll. It hasn't always been pretty, but that defense has really held up well. And you would like to have your defense going full steam ahead in a game against a fierce division rival in the Chargers that you're also having to go on the road. Because like you said, Kansas City is ahead right now, but they lost that first game. And losing here wouldn't just mean a tie in the record. It would mean that you have lost a tie breaker. And with all of these schedules down the stretch, they really can't afford that. So they're going to have to rely on you know, that offense making plays and have to hope that the defensive personnel that they have left can make some plays too. The games that the Chargers have let get away are ones where we've seen Justin Herbert struggle and make a crucial mistake. And that's kind of where you would love your defense to be in a better shape. They're going to have to make some adjustments with those guys out, especially Chris Jones, who's been kind of the game wrecker up there on the front line. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with them against that defense because, as you mentioned, they've been playing a lot better. That's kind of been the calling card almost of the Chiefs the past five, six weeks. Like we, We've all kind of been joking about them turning Patrick Mahomes into a game manager uh, because they haven't really need him needed him to carry the team and, and do all the crazy stuff. He's just needed to be out there, distribute the ball because that defense has played so well. So. It's going to be an interesting thing for them to see how they match up. You know, we're about to get to the Chargers side here. It looks like Keenan Allen's going to be back. I mean, they look like they're going to have everybody for the most part. So I'm, I'm going to be very curious to see what that defense can do because we have seen Herbert for the most part, you know, really great rookie season so far this year has played well, but has had a couple games where he's really struggled. Curious if the Chiefs defense can make that happen again. They're in Los Angeles, so he is technically at home, although they seem to play better on the road for some reason, but they are – Technically, was a SoFi Stadium, I believe, is, is the name of their their the home yes. stadium. So they'll be in SoFi. It'll be interesting to see what happens with them. On the Chargers side here, so you got Rashawn Slater, the left tackle, is out. Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, Jared, Jared Cook, Donald Parwim, Parwim, my goodness, Donald Parham, Derwin James are all questionable. The Chargers won the first meeting, as I mentioned earlier. What would a season swap mean? Or what would a, a, a win for the Chiefs tier mean? 
Yeah, so if the Chargers win this, they they go into first place by themselves because they would have that tiebreaker, which is good. I tried to slam it in there. I just noticed Asante Samuel just got added to the injury list too, which is arguably one of their best corners. So kind of a short week. Uh, It looks like uh, Williams and the tight ends are tracking toward playing, but officially going into tomorrow night – Austin Eckler is going to be questionable. Um, they said he's sore, but they need to make sure he's okay. That would be a huge loss, in my opinion. It's also huge to be missing Rashawn Slayer. It's it's good for them that Chris Jones is out and that yeah, he was on the COVID list. I just went and double-checked. But that is a big piece of their offensive line, and I wouldn't say their offensive line is incredible anyway because we have noted a few times that Herbert gets uh, put under – quite a bit of pressure. He deals with it pretty well, but that would be tough. Keenan Allen no longer on the injury report is off the COVID list. So he's good to go. That's great news. He has great chemistry with Herbert. They're going to need to be opportunistic. They're going to need to make some scores and they have to avoid the big crucial turnover. Um, It's hopefully James and Samuel can play because you would like to have two of your best secondary defenders going against uh, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, for sure. I mean, as you mentioned, you know, in the when you're talking about the tight end rankings, like Kelsey's been kind of held in check here as of late, but you definitely don't want him to be going up against like second and third string defenders because that's exactly when he's going to go off. Uh, I think this is a huge game for the Chargers. I mean, you just me- mentioned it. If they win here, it's a season sweep against the the Chiefs. They take first place. I think that would be big for Staley and this team who. Um, earlier in the year, they looked like the best team in the AFC, then kind of struggled for a couple weeks. Herbert looked like, I mean, we talked about it a lot, right? Like I even was yeah. getting on the train of like, man, is Herbert really having that sophomore slump? I didn't think he was going to have. And then just like with the flip of a switch, went right back to the guy we saw earlier in the season. So uh, it would be a massive, massive win for them. And I think they, the good thing that I, or the, the thing that probably is going to help them is they're not dealing with the COVID issues like the Chiefs are. And so even though, their defense hasn't been great either in the Chargers. I think what their strength is matches up with – I don't know if I would say it's the Chiefs. It definitely is. I think their passing game is better than their running game. I mean, the Chargers passing defense is very good where their rushing defense isn't. So I'm curious to see how that matches up. I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's looked a little bit better since coming back. You know, Darrell Williams, how much does he get involved? What will they be able to do? I mean, this is going to be a powerhouse of a matchup. I'm excited. I have not – really had to stay up the latest Thursday games because they just haven't been great. I think I might actually have to stay up and watch this entire game because this could be a very, very good game. But I'm taking the Chargers. I mean, it's it's the fighting Justin Herbert. He was my MVP. Definitely get that wrong. But I did pick him to win the AFC West, and I think I've got a a realistic shot of that looking and happening. So I'm going to take the Chargers. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either way it goes. I'm taking the Chiefs. The The Chargers are – I don't know if it's – you know, ever since they left San Diego, they have not been a particularly good home team. Yeah. Yeah, I, so, I agree. That's what I mentioned earlier. They, they definitely seem to play better on the road so, than they do yeah. at home. Dennis agreed with you and took the Chargers, but part of me just feels like this is – the classic, you know, it's setting up for changing of the guard and the Chiefs come in and win. It's like, well, it was kids. It's like it was, it was Agatha all along. It was Patrick all along. 
Yeah, so uh, that is, we will be looking forward to that game tomorrow night. Uh, we will be back, Matt and myself, with Dennis on Friday to recap the Thursday night football game and preview the rest of Week 15 first round of the playoffs, hoping and hoping that we'll get some good news for once because this past 24 hours has been brutal when it comes to COVID and everything. Hopefully we don't have a lot more players coming you know, right now, Washington, at least, they, they've gotten hit with some offensive players and some defense. But as of right now, Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin are still likely. Or Terry McLaurin, I think, is still concussion protocol. So we won't really yeah. know much about that. But right now, Antonio Gibson's going to play. Who knows? I mean, it, 24 hours ago, Baker Mayfield wasn't going to have COVID. And then, yeah, here we are. So it, let, let's hope for the best on some of this stuff. And we will talk to you guys, though, again on Friday. Enjoy the Thursday night football game between the Chargers and the Chiefs.